Welcome to the Location Technology Podcast from Corpa, bringing you everything you need to know about all things location. Find out more at corpa.com forward slash podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the new Corpa Podcast. In this podcast, we are actually going to focus and speak about services, and in particular services in the context of real-time location system, asset tracking, uh, focusing across a number of different verticals, but uh, I would say to make it a little bit more concrete, maybe focusing on the industry 4.0 logistics and uh, manufacturing intra logistics. So all of those uh, businesses and verticals that uh, at the moment seems to be very uh, accepting and uh, accelerating the adoption of digitalization. So in that respect, uh, well, I'm Fabio Belloni. I'm one of the co-founder of Coupa and the chief growth officer. And today I'm here together with uh, our uh, friend and long-term partner from uh, from Favendo, Stefan. So welcome, Stefan. Yes. Hello, Fabio. Thanks for letting us feature today in your podcast. Um, <laughs> nice to be on board for the next episode again. Yeah, we are always happy to, to have you here. So for, for the one of you that are listening in and maybe you haven't heard about uh, Fabendo. So, uh, Stefan, can you give us a short introduction about you and, uh, and your company? Yes, of course. Um, so Fabendo was founded in 2014 and growing up actually with BLE-based navigation systems before also de um, developing own asset tracking solutions based on BLE RSSI value. And um, with our platform growing more and more, um, we also knew we needed uh, other partners for hardware because we have a hardware agnostic platform. And this is when we actually pre-pandemically onboarded uh, with Coupa, um, which we use now mainly also what Fabio mentioned before in the industry um, sector for like um, asset tracking solutions. And we provide also a full feature, like um, let's say service package as we're talking about services. So really from the initial stage, from consulting, planning, choosing the proper technology for the proper areas, setting up the system, getting it to run, and also um, providing you um, and your staff members, which actually have to operate the system with the, let's say easy to use software tools to actually make the use of an RTLS tracking system, um, yeah, actually quite fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, the making it real, making it tangible, making it work and serve the needs of the end customer is always the, the rewarding part at the end. And actually, this is in the, in the core of, uh, of the service topic that we would like to discuss today. So I've, as you, you heard, uh, I mean, Stefan and, uh, and um, Favendo have been in the business of asset tracking for, for a long time, uh, similarly as Coupa. And uh, we have, I think, uh, together and sometimes separately, I think we have done, uh, I think, thousands of projects. I would easily say, what would you say, Stefan, if you put everything together? I mean, uh, I think that we are talking about uh, definitely three digit, uh, uh, actually four digit numbers easily. Yeah, for Cooper, maybe it's already four digits. So we we still strive to reach, <laughs> All right. but um, still we have we have done a lot of projects uh, like in different kinds of the RTLS world and also with different kind of technologies. Yeah, and um, so it's it's really uh, 
yeah, uh, a really good thing to um, throw in a little bit of our experience and the hiccups that occurred at some other customers into this like service podcast today. Yeah? Exactly, and this is exactly the core of what we want to discuss because when things go well, everyone is smiling and happy, but uh, unfortunately, things don't always go according to, to the plans. And as you hinted before, Stefan, it, it does take a little bit of time to, to really learn all the uh, flavors and all the steps that uh, needs to be put in place in order to deliver an, an asset tracking approach. No matter you know how much documentation uh, there might be around and how much you dedicate yourself, uh, you know it's like driving a car. One thing is to study the theory and learn all the science. One thing is to actually sit behind the steering wheel, and there is a a bit of difference if you are driving in an empty parking lot or if you are driving downtown a busy city in the rush hour. Uh, so I think that that could be also an analogy to be used between you know setting up a project in your lab or setting up a real project at the customer site. It's much more like <laughs> driving in downtown of, of a busy city where not everybody is obeying the rules. So, <laughs> so having said that, uh, what um, uh, what, what I want to start with, Stefan, is to maybe first break uh, the, the, the discussion into the, some of the definition of terminology. You already touched upon a service package and, and uh, oftentimes uh, companies, uh, for instance, more related to maybe uh, consultation services or project management, they may talk about professional services and typically those services are more sold you know, by the day, by the hours of, uh, of, of activities that someone dedicates. But I think that in the, in the context of the RTLS, and the asset tracking and the industrialization, I think the company tends to focus more into the outcome and the promise that if you get the service package, this is the outcome that we are promising. So how would you define these two different uh, category of, uh, of, of services, professional services versus service package within your experience? So um, within our experience, um, like services packages uh, come to fruition um, as mostly the initial phase. Um, so when we had a first contact with customers that are interesting now or like evaluating possibilities of a RTLS uh, tracking system so that we can actually focus on a certain outcome for the proof of concept or even like the, the pilot phase um, where we actually know, okay, um, for having for reaching this outcome in this environment, we have a certain kind of part of days which are at hand, but also we can anticipate in that such a package that even if it's for a new customer, he has to let's say um, get in touch with the system, learn about it, has maybe some things going on that he hasn't thought uh, about before in, in his IT infrastructure maybe. So um, here we can very well um, provide outcome-based uh, packages. And we also provide that um, in the, let's say, post-deploy uh, care. So like uh, if you want to scale it up and you need a cer certain service level packages for your great deploy, where you just want to have a flat rate and have us available at um, different critical or major minor uh, service level incidents, which we define with the customer yeah, according to actually their use case and, and their like needs. Um, then, then we can provide packages and in between um, for larger rollout scopes uh, in, in, let's say, 
more challenging environments or like even change requests for the software, of course, we have to estimate. And this is which I would then call a little bit more uh, the professional area. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that uh, that uh, on the service package, it's it's more like a combination of a little bit of consulting, uh, of uh, uh, even training can be part of that because uh, you want to show the, the the customer or the end customer, you know, how this particular project could scale up across many sites and uh, what are the considerations that need to be addressed uh, when 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 doing that kind of scale up planning and uh, and the best way to do it is not uh, necessarily meeting room uh, or with powerpoint but it's really to be with the customer on site maybe in their premise uh, and show them uh, pragmatically and tangibly how the things that needs to be done at scale versus a, a simple a simple pilot and um, and in that respect uh, uh, i believe that during the years there have been uh, uh, like in Cooper, we say we carry still the bruises the scarves that uh, we've been collected in some project where things don't really go according to plan and for us has been uh, a tremendous learning to do these thousands of projects during the, the years and it's very hard to, to honestly even document or train someone. Again, it goes along the line of learning how to drive the car. You don't do it in theory, you do it in practice. So what's, what's your feeling here? What, what does it take to, to really learn how to do these this projects? Yeah, of course, um, there is, a, let's say, at the beginning for each uh, person, a new steep learning curve because uh, that it, it's not something you can buy off the shelf in the supermarket. So it's, it's like a highly professional service. And, and product actually, um, which you which you purchase, um, and yeah, like it's a total solution, and there's a, a lot of small steps. Um, but let, let me maybe jump in with a with a certain example. Yeah, um, so we um, we got approached once by by a customer, and they basically asked us, okay, they have issues with their BLE uh, locating system, but it doesn't work properly anymore. So we said, okay. Um, looks nice it, it was like also an industrial environment and we gotta come up uh, over there and, and look on site uh, what you guys have done so the the thing was like actually they have purchased a package actually scaled it up by themselves with maybe at maximum a manual not even a really deployment guide and what we have seen on site was actually a deployment of an rtls system of what you would exactly not do so um for us, it was like, okay, but um, who, who was, where did you buy it from? Who was uh, servicing it? Who was deploying it? Oh, no, we did it. We just went through the manuals. So I was like, okay, um, that's, that's hard to follow um, for, for a like, service-oriented company. Um, so um, we took a look at it, and, and we um, actually convinced them that uh, when you deploy it right and properly and with the proper service uh, from from us also like giving them the insight and the opportunity to learn with us on on how to deploy or maybe expand it uh, later on um, then once you have this guidance um, for, for these guys that actually struggled for one year to actually get the system running and didn't succeed um, that's that's what we consider like uh, yeah um, a necessity in, in this uh, service um, uh, for, for an RTLS system in the beginning, at least in the early stages. Yeah. You have yeah. To, 
Yeah, it's like trying to, to drive a car without having the teacher, yeah? <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good point. So the, the idea here is not to, to, to say that, you know, some people is more talented than others or some people are more clever than others. So we are talking just about experience here. And uh, you know, everyone starts from the, from the same background and everyone at the beginning interprets things and can make mistakes. But the idea here is that uh, some some people in company, like in this case Fabendo and Cooper, we have been doing this for so long that we, we kind of know even the unwritten rules of what are the things that should and should not be done. And uh, oftentimes you can predict. Uh, and uh, for instance, in our domain, uh, we, we talk about success services. Like we can take you across the finishing line in a very short time and ensuring success. And along the way, we will train you and we will show you what are all those things that should or should not be done. Of course, you can achieve the same result. It's just going to take you longer. And oftentimes, if you have a customer that is in a hurry and uh, he really wants to see the value of what he has invested in, I think that created the least fraction, the least frustration is probably is probably the best. Uh, do you think, Stefan, that this is probably the same that you experience as well? Yeah, 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 for for sure, for sure. Um, like uh, we've experienced that um, quite a bit. Yeah, and as as you mentioned, in particular um, from from the scars and bruises for from your from our own learnings, um, you have a certain foresight. Yeah, uh, like um, what you can anticipate in certain environments and use cases. And and the good thing is that um, we might have even encountered like uh, a company in the landscape of yours that maybe has similar processes where we can come up with our experience. Hey, um, like we solved a certain problem in a certain way at another company and that could like even um, ease or like improve your process uh, in the digital world as well. Yeah. So it's, it's not just the services itself, but really like when you're on site, you're performing your services, but also like, as, as you mentioned, a little bit of consulting in the package. Um, that can actually generate a, a value which is uh, not even like quantifiable in the first instance. Yeah. Yeah. No, fully agree. Fully agree. And um, and and again, this is this is something that everyone can learn. Everyone will learn. Uh, everyone that is interested to learn about asset tracking, of course, uh, or digitalization or Industry 4.0, they have an opportunity to do that. What we are discussing here is really how can you leverage and lean on companies that have done it for a long time in order to accelerate those learnings. And, um, and, uh, and of course, making the end customer happy in the shortest amount of time. Because what we noticed in the in, in a couple of situations was like, if you do a pilot that is supposed to last, let's say, six months, and uh, if it takes already one or two months just to set up the system and to make it run according to the to the to the specs of what has been promised, then it's uh, it makes it very hard for the end customer to think about scaling across many sites because then they just take the pain and they multiply by many sites and that could become easily overwhelming. While if you can show them that, you know, a simple pilot, uh, even a complex pilot, uh, but with the right level of planning can be done not in a matter of months, but it can be set up, made run and tested in the matter of days. Then everyone leaves uh, with a much stronger confidence that, well, that's not a big deal to scale it up. It's just a matter of work and planning. 
So uh, I think that uh, this is, uh, I mean, have you had similar experience therefore, in, in this respect that uh, if you can make the customer happy in the short time and typically more prone to scale? Yes, yes. And and um, like we actually tend to do that uh, already like in the, the first phase uh, in approaching the customer. So um, we basically have a, a Cooper development kit, but we also have a different other kits. So we can we can actually go there like uh, in the one stop and, and pop it up a, a system just in an office space. So it would be like the lab, as, as you mentioned before. But we can we can at the first uh, like instance already give the customer a, a feel about what's required there. Yeah? So they see basically. Um, the, the few hardware components, so you need a PC, a switch, some of the hardware, the tags, and uh, some cabling in between. And we can adjust a little bit in the software and make it run within a matter of like a meeting. Yeah. And uh, when they experience this and say, okay, maybe, okay, in the production, of course, maybe you need, uh, like I said, like a proper external company that works together with you to get uh, the cabling done right. But still, um, as, as, as you mentioned, if it's a proper planning, so we can have a walkthrough before and we say, okay, you mount already lo locators um, at certain points and then um, you hire the next ones for the cabling. Once that's done, we come and, and calibrate it uh, with you. Um, and that's, uh, that's really like a, a nice uh, thing that they can see, okay, it's, it's going live in the course of a day then. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And we have seen cases where, for instance, by being there with the customer, we have been uh, even do tests uh, and successful tests uh, in, uh, in in situations that they were uh, challenging and by bringing in all the level of confidence. And sometimes, you know, tracking or, or testing different assets, different tags, maybe barcode scanners together with tags or even going indoor, outdoor, so that there can be many different variables or even the placement of the tag. Tag uh, maybe inside a car, outside the ta a car, or uh, beside uh, on the side of a pallet, under the pallet, to to really kind of educate and uh, and and drive the test to 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 kind of reach the the, the desired and the result and success in the in the simplest way. Uh, so all of that is is valuable. But Stefan, we are the, the 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 time unfortunately is always running fast when I talk to you, and uh, we need to find a way to to kind of uh, close this this nice podcast. And I was thinking, what would be your your recommendation for companies that uh, you know they have uh, an appetite for um, start uh, uh, testing or deploying or trying out uh, asset tracking within their facility? So and uh, they feel that they might benefit for uh, for services from experienced company. What 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 should they do? How they can approach you? Yeah, of course. Like they shouldn't be afraid of posing any questions. So like get in touch with us via our website, uh, via our booking site, be it through Coupa if you're uh, if you if you have contacts there, be it directly with with Favendo. and we will for sure like find an initial um, let's say um, appointment where we can really dive a little bit into your use case and already give you a little bit of a first guidance from our experience. And from that uh, point on, we can we can hit it off and come over, have a look at the site and really look um, in that space for you and be, 
promise you we will guide you until the end, not even until the end of the pilot, but also we will be at your service um, for the time your deployer is running. Yeah. Brilliant. Hey, Stefan, thank you. And uh, everybody online, don't hesitate to reach out, as Stefan said, to Coupa or to Provendo if you have any question or, or doubts or, uh, or just need of general clarification. But Stefan, thanks so much for your time and joining us in this podcast. Yes, you're welcome, Fabio. Until the next podcast.